0: A little late because he's been on a, uh, a visitation uh, this evening, so he will be with us, but he's asked if we could just start the meeting this evening. We're going to commence by turning to hymn number 87, who is he in yonder stall, at whose feet the shepherds fall, tis the Lord, a wondrous story, tis the Lord, the King of glory, at his feet we humbly fall, crown him, crown him. Lord of all and we'll stand as we sing, please 87 and Johnny, I might need you up here again Is it 88 sorry <laughs> let's bow for prayer Father in heaven we do thank thee for thy great goodness and we thank thee for the one who left the realms of glory and came into this sin blighted sin cursed scene of times we thank thee for the man of the cross the Lord Jesus Christ who took upon him the form of a servant was made in the likeness of men being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross And so heavenly father as we gather together this evening around thy precious word we we pray that it might please thee to presence thyself amongst us we ask of thee that thou wilt enable us to close out this old world we might focus our mind's eye upon the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. We do think of the report which will be brought to us this evening. And we thank thee for our dear sister Kirsty. We pray heavenly father that thou wilt be pleased to, to bless her even as she continues to study in, in Crown College. We thank thee for the call of God upon her life. And we do ask of thee that thou wilt continue to bless as she Studies to show herself approved unto God. What we pray for her, we pray for uh, the rest of our young people. How we thank thee for uh, the young folks who gather here in Hebron, who sit under the sound of thy truth. We do ask thee that thou wilt be pleased to raise up missionaries and ministers and Christian workers, even for the days which lie ahead we're conscious that we live in a a dark and in an evil day And yet how we rejoice for the glorious liberty and light of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ we thank thee for that time when we came into contact with gospel truth ourselves when we were born of thy spirit and washed in the precious blood of the lamb and so heavenly father we we do ask that thou wilt be pleased to keep thy hand upon the work and witness here in Balamoni. We do pray that thou wilt be with our pastor as he makes his way to us this evening. We ask of thee that thou wilt bless him with all spiritual blessings in Christ. And so, Lord, we look to thee this evening that thou wilt come and tabernacle amongst us. That we might go away from this place knowing that God was here and he was here to bless. Come and thrill and bless our hearts and souls we pray. And take ownership of this service for we ask these things in the Saviour's precious and in his worthy name. Amen. Here's Pastor Park.
1: There's been a little bit of excitement today. It'll all come together. Uh, I had a surprise for my wife, and uh, that surprise came into being. So we'll let you know about it. You'll, you'll see the surprise. Part. part of the surprise is here. All right, this is Pastor Emmanuel, and he is from yeah. Romania. Yeah. Very first time in Northern Ireland. Brother, you're welcome, and he will greet us later, but there's another, another individual that's coming, and she has come over to spend Christmas with us, so uh, this man has done all the sweet work. Thank you. i going to sing, O come all ye faithful, joyfully triumphant, to Bethlehem hasten now with glad accord. Word of welcome to all that are here, to the congregation, and to those that are listening in on the internet. This is a missionary kind of meeting, and in a few minutes we'll hear from Kirsty. She has had her first term at Crown College. I'm going to hear about that. We look forward to it, Kirsty. <clears throat> it's a very missionary meeting tonight because we have her sister Noreen all the way from Uganda, and she's home for Christmas and sisters lovely to have you tonight here at Hebron in your home church and so glad to see you now in the flesh and welcome in the savior's name we have david macaulay outgoing missionary to uganda and uh, i know that last night you were in bangor and they had a really good time they really enjoyed uh, the report that you gave and uh, the lord bless you brother as you do your round of deputation meetings and then we have our ukrainian girls Dasha and Masha so uh, they're, they're with us always and it's lovely to see you girls tonight but very especially tonight we welcome Pastor Emmanuel and he is from Campina in the south of Romania and he did a job for us it was a very difficult job to do and that was to get a young lady that you will know you'll know the name of this young lady she's called Florentina And uh, Florentina is with us tonight, and this is the man that got everything ready, the passport and everything that needed to be done legally to make sure that she could spend a little bit of time in our country, and literally they've just arrived. So I've been in Dublin, and we got back there about 20 uh, to 8 or so. Now the thing is, we didn't announce it because my wife knew absolutely nothing about this. All right. Until today when I said at uh, about 2 o'clock, I'm going Christmas shopping and i will not see you until tonight. <laughs> so uh, that's literally what it was. She was very inquisitive, you know, and she made a lot of inquiries. I had to bring one or two of the family into, uh, into secret with me uh, so that they could arrange some things. And uh, we, we got a, a Christmas box all wrapped up and we put Florentina inside it. And we brought Susan in blindfolded there just a short time ago. And uh, she opened the lid and that's what was inside. So uh, just delighted to have Florentina. We'll we'll get to know her. They've had a long day traveling by car and plane and up from Dublin. And remember, it's two hours ahead in uh, Romania. So it's a wee bit different for them. Just to remind you that on Saturday, it's the carol service in the center of the town. At 11 o'clock. Is our brother Mervyn here tonight? No. I need to talk to Mervyn about the venue. Um, so there's the possibility of being at the bottom of the town, but we'll send a wee text out just to let you know. You know, it's at Castle Croft, is that what you call it? At the bottom where there's a shelter and not the normal place. <clears throat> but we'll let you know. 11 o'clock Saturday morning, prayer meeting on the Lord's Day, 8 o'clock. Sunday school, 10 30. Bible class, a quarter to 11 and worship service at 12 noon. And then on Sunday night, the carol singing, um, oh sorry, Sunday afternoon, the carol singing Knockin Lodge at 3 and the Covenanter Flats at a quarter to 4. Coming back in the evening time for our own uh, church carol service at 7, members of the church will take part and supper will be served after the the meeting is over. (coughs) We're going to sing a hymn. Um, Thank you. Phil, for doing the the opening part tonight. It was a mess. It was was what? It was a mess. A mess? (laughs)
0: That's why
1: I got you up there. Kirsty, can I ask you, have you got your um, slides separate or embedded in this? It's in this, so it'll flow naturally. And um, I, I had PowerPoint A and I had PowerPoint B. PowerPoint A is up, but later I'm going to change it to B, uh, just just to show you a few photographs tonight. Is your life a channel of blessing? Is the love of God flowing through you? Are you telling the lost of the Saviour? Are you ready his service to do? May it be our prayer, make me a channel of blessing today. All right Kirsty we're so glad to have you tonight to report on your first term and I know that it's tinged with sadness because the founder of Crown College Clara Sexton has passed away and uh, our thoughts are with his family and with the whole family of of Crown College as well because we know he meant so much to them but Kirsty you're welcome you come and speak to us you might have to change this over do you Jonathan, come and help us. Jonathan is the new Samuel of tonight. Um, We all also appreciate that at this time of the year there's so many other events happening, school events, and some folks are away this evening. Thank you. Leave you to it. you want me to pray for you? You can if you (laughs) want.
2: I'd just like to um, thank Mr. Park tonight for giving me the opportunity to come and share with you about my first term at Crown College. But most of all, we want to thank the Lord for all he's done and give all the glory to him. And I just want, I'll just read two verses at the start. They're found in Acts chapter 17, verse 27 and 28 it says that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us for in him we live and move and have our being and that not that our purpose in life that we might go and tell the lost about Jesus Christ and that they might come and find him as their own impersonal saviour. So the first picture you see on the screen that's Crown Hall there that's where I lived for the past four months, and um, that was uh, our home, so that is that is in Droitwich, and Droitwich is very close to Birmingham, so that's where Crown College is situated. So we lived there, and we had house duties to do, we had to keep the house clean, we had our own room duties to do. I shared a room with six other girls. Uh, we had, you done your own laundry, and then, plus you had your homework to do as well, so you were kept very, very busy. So this is um, the first when I arrived, my first um, or second day over there. So these are the students from me from Northern Ireland, and then we had two from no, sorry, four from the Netherlands, two from Wales, two from Liverpool, and then the American students. They're not in that picture; they were yet to arrive. But that just gives you a broad sense of where everybody is from. It really is um, a mixed group, and then before we started any of our classes or any type of work at all, we were thrown into our Heritage Bible Conference and this took place like literally as soon as we went over there in August. And you'll see that top, I think it's my right um, picture, uh, the guest speaker was the Reverend McRae. And then um, the picture in the middle, that's Pastor Merlin. Um, has given, he's given the children's talk. The far right picture, that's all the people from Northern Ireland who attended the Heritage Conference. So it was nice to see them. Just as soon as um, you uh, went over there, and um, the picture below that that 's some of the crowd that attended the Heritage conference when we were setting up, I think we put out about two hundred and fifty chairs in total, so um, there's quite a large crowd and then a picture of the tent, which we also put up, um, the pastors and the students helped up themselves so um there was a lot of work went into that, behind the scenes, getting it prepared, and you were put on a schedule, and you were put on a lot of different jobs, and then people who came to the Heritage Conference they like, they got their, their lunch at it as well, so you became a waiter, or, like, you served them food, or you became a cook, or a replenisher, or you were a crash worker. You could just be, like, anything. So there's a lot of effort, a lot of work, but it was good. And um, the Reverend MacRae was a guest speaker, and we had good meetings. And this was all before our classes um, started. And then, quite early on in the uh, term, again before classes started, we were taken into Birmingham and did open airs and like evangelism, street outreach, and that happened quite a few times. And. This is, is Eli. Eli uh, was a student over here. He was from West Virginia, and um, if you can see, he's standing on a box, and they call that on the box, and they get some students in the open air and they stand on the box and they just preach the gospel. It's not rehearsed or anything. You just you just kind of go for it. So I have this video of Eli um, speaking here in Birmingham. I th- hopefully it should work. The one who us, the one who loved us so much that he
3: gave his for us. Every student so many times. How hard it is to love someone else the way that we're supposed to. We're supposed to put others before ourselves, and it's very hard to do that. We fail at that time and time again. But let me tell you about the one who loved you so much that he put you in front of his own self. He said that I will come and I will die for your sins. Christ decided and loved you so much that he would give himself for you that's the greatest thing that could ever happen to you would be to believe upon the name of the lord jesus christ and ask him to forgive you from your sins that's what i think that's what many of my friends have done that's what everyone here can do to believe in christ and say that he is greater than anyone else that we know to believe that he is the redeemer of our sins and that he has a purpose for us while we're still here on earth, that means that we have a purpose to live for Christ. What are you going to do about that? Are you going to believe upon Christ? Are you going to reject Him? He's coming back. And He's coming back as judge. And if, if you accepted Him as your Savior, then you can enter into eternity with Him, abiding by His side, at His feet, casting all you have at His feet. Christ can give us all that. Certainly, you believe that? That Christ died for your sins? He did, I promise. His, his Word says so. and His Word is now true? and it's called the test of time, it'll never perish, it can never be destroyed, make sure your minds are alert, your hearts are open, to this truth, this truth be in nine different languages, that Christ died for your sins, and that he will love you, certainly you believe that, that
2: Christ died for your sins. So that's just a bit of what some of the students do, and like I said, they just, you know, they just put up their stall, and put out the box, and just get on it, and pray before you start, and... The Lord will help you, like. Um, so then we, shortly after we got settled, then we were assigned to our churches. So Curran we College have about nine churches across um, from, like, England right down to the bottom, um, below London. And um, I myself and um, that's Jonathan in the picture. He's a Dutch student. And um, we got assigned to New Street Baptist Chapel, which is in Welshpool and Wales. And that's Pastor White and his wife, um, Miss Emily White. And um, we went there um, every weekend. We left Crown Hall on a Friday. We got the train um, and then we stayed right uh, until the Monday. And we worked at the churches over the weekend. So the idea was that what you learned in your classes, you like you could get to put into practice on the weekends. And um, sometimes, like, um, so you always took a train, but sometimes the train didn't work, or didn't move, or didn't come, or didn't do anything. Um, they're supposed to take two hours of a train journey from Crown Hall to get to the church in Welshpool. so one day it took us six hours. We thought that was a wee bit bad, but that was nothing, because the next couple of weeks it took us ten hours. It took us ten hours <laughs> to reach Welshpool, and um, we then left. we left Crown Hall at quarter to nine on Friday morning, and... The train just didn't come at all it just cancelled every single one and uh, eventually we were getting moving at some point but we spent five hours stuck in birmingham train station and then then we tried to get on trains and um, so eventually they sent us a bus a real replacement bus that took us to shrewsbury and they wouldn't take us any further It didn't even take us to welshpool so the pastor from welshpool had to Drive an hour to Shrewsbury to come and get us, and it took us ten hours. So we arrived by half six that night. So, um, like I think we had two weeks the whole term without train trouble. But you know, <laughs> you just get used to it. So some of the work we were in, involved in when we went to your uh, church in Welshpool the weekends, we were involved in the Sunday school. So we would have taught Sunday school. Um, not every Sunday, but a good number of Sundays. We always have had the Saturday night youth rally for the teenagers, so that would be about age 11 to 16. And some, uh, like we, we wouldn't have overly many. Some nights we would have eight, or I think our biggest night was maybe 11, or maybe a bit more, 16 or so. But um, that's the kind of numbers they would have at their youth rally. It's always on a Saturday night for the young people and. Um, They have a few games and stuff and like snacks and then Pastor White would bring the word so we would always help out with that. Then every month Welshpool would have a men's breakfast um, and then uh, like (laughs) sometimes the students cooked that breakfast so me and Jonathan would have um, cooked it for the men and then we had a ladies tea so those pictures there are of the ladies tea that we had and um, that was a very good uh, morning and a very good opportunity for outreach and um, the Liverpool Church drove down with their ladies to come and join us so it was a very good day and then we do some well we most of the time we do outreach like just on the high street um, their church is situated like just right on the high street so we would go out there and do outreach or go around the like closest villages. Like with door-to-door evangelism, we've done that quite a number of Saturdays. Then we would do Sunday school visits, so if the children hadn't been to Sunday school or youth club for a while um, on the Saturdays, we, we'd we go and visit them and just like tell them we missed them and you, you, uh, get to see them back and try and encourage them to come back. And then sometimes we had Bible studies in church members' home, so we, we'd go there on a Friday evening um, and then have a Bible study all together, Pastor White and his wife and me and Jonathan, and then other people would join us. So we were involved quite a lot uh, in gospel work at the weekends. And then quite early on in our term, in the middle of September, we had a Welsh revival. We went on a Welsh revival trip, and um, this we went on that for a week, and we were in a lot of chapels, uh, heard a lot of different stories and different names mentioned. And the photo there with. The plaque on the church pew that was where evan roberts sat and um, the plaque it reads in this pew sat evan roberts on thursday the 29th september 1904 when he exclaimed bend me o lord while the reverend Seth joshua was praying and thereby became a central figure in the revival of 1904 to 1905 so it was really interesting to learn a lot about these different uh, men and women women of the revival and then that's his grave and um, then we also saw the grave of dr martin lloyd jones as well so that was that was quite early on in september and we went on that trip for a week to learn more about the Welsh revival and then this is um we had a big national youth rally one time in october and um, so we traveled from our church with our teenagers and all the other churches Connected with the Crown College, too, they traveled with their teenagers, and um, we had about eight teenagers from Wilshpool come to that. And um, all together, there was, I think, a total of 250 young people there, all together, and um, so that's first slide and far right. So that was a nice breaker game for everybody to try and get to know each other. So they were building a human pyramid see who could do it the fastest. And then the top picture and the bottom picture are some of the crowd that attended. So it was a good day that day and they got like a barbecue and had different games and all and then Pastor Merlin preached the word at the end. And we had approximately 250 teenagers from all over the churches come and join us at that Geoff Rally. And then we... Um, we, so, about like half term, what should be probably like Halloween holidays over here, we started Holiday Bible Club and we done two weeks Holiday Bible Club back to back. So, the churches were paired up together, so Welshpool and Brighton got paired up. So, we travelled from Welshpool, um, me and Jonathan travelled from Welshpool down into Brighton to meet the pastor and the students there. And um, uh, this is uh, so. The theme was David's Mighty Men. That's what they were learning about all week. And um, you have to prepare uh, a lot for that. So um, all the stuff you see there, the cave and all the games and all, everything is built from scratch. Like they built everything out of wood and like you build it, they build it. Everything is just done from scratch. And um, the song, if you can see it up at the far right, David's Mighty Men, that was wrote by one of the students. So we write a song for a Holy Bible Club and they come up with that and put it to a tune and sing it. And um, so we had, a, we had three days in Brighton with the Holy Bible Club down there. And I think our biggest number that week was 24 children, which was really good for Brighton. And then we left Brighton and the next week it was um, Welshpool's turn to have the Holy Bible Club. And um, all the stuff again, you see, there's made from scratch. So they made the well, they built the well, they built all those games, they built it themselves. And uh, that's one of the flyers for what the um, the advertising or the the whole Day Bible club was for when um, uh, they were doing outreach and delivering out the invitations. And then also, like when they tell the Bible story, they don't just tell it; they act it out. So you're kind of like doing a wee play, which is quite good because I think it helps the children remember it better. So you're acting out this Bible story of David's Mighty Men. And then this is what it looks like before building the set for your Bible club. And then this is what it looks like when it's all finished. So um, there's quite a lot of work and quite a lot of late nights goes into it. But it was really good. And um, there was uh, in Walshpool, I think um, one of the Days after Holy Bible Club, we had children come and ask questions to Mrs. White about salvation and stuff. So we um, we praise God for that. And then I had the opportunity to go to the Netherlands, which was a great opportunity um, to go and see the work over there. So Crown College has like got to work in the Netherlands, and they would go over every month and have um, like um, meetings at the end of each month. So um, we went and. I think. Um, so we had two weeks of Holiday Bible Club back to back. We came back to our classes, regular classes for one week, and then next week we went straight over to the Netherlands. So it's very, very busy. But um, before I went to the Netherlands, I had never been outside the UK before. And then when we left the UK to go to the Netherlands, I was in four different countries in one day. So we left England, sailed over to France, drove through Belgium where we stopped off and saw the memorial statue of William Tyndale in the Bible translation and then we arrived in the Netherlands. And it was a very good time in the Netherlands, it was um, a very good opportunity to go and see and the top, the middle top picture, that's um, Pastor McClure and some of our students in the school. So you're either put into schools to teach the children or you were put on an evangelism team. And then the middle bottom picture, that's the kids' club they had on Friday, and they done that in both Dutch and English. And then um, this picture here at the far right was um, one of the meetings we had um, for in the Netherlands. And we had great opportunities in the Netherlands. And um, one day in the Netherlands, we were on—I was on one of the evangelism teams—and. Um, we were handing out leaflets in the street, and we were in pairs, I was paired up with a girl called Heidi, but um, I was handing out these leaflets to um, uh, a couple, and um, it was a man and a woman, and Heidi, she had walked on up the street to continue handing out leaflets while I was talking to this man and woman, and it turned out this man was an atheist, and um, when I, so it was just me and this man and a woman on Norwo, and then when I, like, heard that they were atheists and stuff, I started like panic a little bit, like like, I don't know how to answer these questions, I was praying that Heidi would come back so she could help me but Heidi didn't come back, so it was just me on my own, but um but obviously God was there with me and I was able to talk to that man and woman who was an atheist and try and explain the gospel to him and that's a huge step for me personally for I would never done anything like that before and um, as also a way of God showing me like you don't need Heidi to come back like God is enough, I have God with me so that was what God was teaching me that day and um I tried to, like, explain the gospel to him and stuff, and he didn't believe in God, and um, I handed him the leaflet, and he spoke to me in Dutch, and I had to tell him I don't speak Dutch, I only spoke in English, and um, he said something that turned out to be that he didn't believe it, and um, I tried, like, I asked him, like, if, you know, if he doesn't believe, like, where does he come from, how did he get here, and um, he said he got here by nature, and I told him, like, he, it was God, and um, he just, like, just put out of the way and told me to keep on dreaming and he was over like a really like really hard against the gospel and i remember his wife says um I was, he went away because i don't think he wanted to speak anymore but his wife and um, his wife we were talking a wee bit and then she said at the end she says to me you can't convince me to like believe and i says you're right i can't convince you but i can share the gospel with you and um so we left it there because I don't think they want to talk much further but that was that was a real opportunity and that was my first time doing anything like that and that's how God showed you that, you know, you don't need another person beside you. God is there with you and he is enough. And also on that day later on, I also spoke to another man about his need of salvation. So for me to do that twice in one day was a real huge step in my own life, personally. <coughs> and then in the Netherlands, it's like, it's a very like sad situation because, um, like, they know about the Bible and, like, they know catechisms and stuff and they know about Jesus, but the thing is, like, no one ever told them that Jesus loves them. No one ever Told them that they can be saved. Like they believe that you are so rotten inside that you cannot desire God or you cannot ask God, like to forgive you or to save you. Like they will tell you that they are Christian, but if you ask them they are, if they are born again, they will say no. And um, it's a very sad situation. So please do pray for the work in the Netherlands. There's meetings going on at the end of this month. Some of the pastors from crime will be going out um, over and they'll have a Friday night meeting and a Saturday night meeting. I mean, like they just they're not told that Jesus loves them and that's very sad and um, but it was a great opportunity to go and see and um, either put in the skills on the evangelism team so it was a really really good opportunity and Pastor Merlin told us before we went he said it is one of the greatest privi- privileges you will ever have but it's also one of the greatest responsibilities and um, he's very serious about the work in the Netherlands and um, the opportunity that um he, uh, he. the doors opened there and when we were leaving for the Netherlands, um, before we left we were at Walshpool Church on the Sunday and um, Mr White, the pastor, he brought uh, myself and Jonathan up to the front we were at Sunday school to tell the boys and girls that we had been leaving for a week and we were going to the Netherlands and um, he asked um, one of the children if anybody would like to come up and pray for us and this um wee girl came up and pop her hand to come up and pray for us and um i think she's only about 11 years old and me and jonathan were standing here at the front and she was in the middle and she just she prayed a prayer like this she says dear lord please help these people as they go and never let the hand of satan touch them like what a prayer to go on from a wee 11 year old girl god is so so good and then so after we came back from the Netherlands, we were back into our classes again, and um, but by this time, like it's almost coming up to home time, and then we had Thanksgiving as well. Um, we had a Thanksgiving time as well, which was a really um, good day and. Um, just before we had the food of thanksgiving and um, mr pastor merland and um, everybody that was there which was quite a lot of people i think it was like 70 or so people and um, we went round everybody and you had to say one thing you were thankful for and um, before you ate your food and it was just so lovely to hear everybody praising god and saying thank you to god and acknowledging his goodness and um, before you sat down and ate, and then um, we also um had a Welshpool Winter Festival, and we had a stall, it's like, it would be like our Christmas light switch on here, but only over there, it's in Welshpool, and we had a stall at it, and then we were given out um, our gospel leaflets and calendars and Bibles, and um like free tea and coffee or hot chocolate. And um, there's these two wee children and they come to the the Sunday school in Walshpool and I think they're both nine years old, a wee boy and a wee girl, and they came, like like it lasted all day, and they came and they wanted to help. So Pastor White gave them some calendars to hand out up a up and down the street and they went away and did that and then a little while later they came back and the wee boy says um to pastor uh he said to pastor White, he said pastor white guess what happened he says as we were handing out these calendars i gave it to someone which was an adult and um he says he just took it off me and a few steps up the street he put it in the bin and um pastor white's says, oh, I'm very sorry to hear that, It's awful, that's not a nice thing to do. And then the wee boy says, but it's okay, don't worry, we picked it back out and gave it to someone else. So, like, praise God for children who know it's wrong for an adult to put the gospel in the bin. And I think they're only nine years old, so oh, praise God. And then, um, then during, so that was, like, coming up near the end um, until late November. And then we also, um, we had a final exams week, Two weeks ago, and um, among that as well, we had a Christmas party at Crown Hall, among our exams, and then um, we had the final week of the term, and um, that took us to London for a two-day Christian Heritage trip, and some free time as well, and um, we got to see—we went to a place called Bunhill's Burial Site, so like the graves of John Bunyan's there and Isaac Watts and Susanna Wesley, and we got to see that, and then. Um, we also were in John Wesley's chapel, and we got to learn uh, to learn about the heritage there. And um, just before I move on to the last video, um, during our final weeks, um, we were an outreach in outreach from Birmingham on a Tuesday. Tuesday is one of your busiest days because you have. Um, you have your class, you go over to the Beaches Road Church, which is in Birmingham, and you have your class there, and then after your class you have choir practice, and then after that you have lunch. Then you either get split up, you either stay in Beaches Road in Birmingham, or else you go over to East Birmingham and Tisley and you'll either help out one of those churches for the rest of the day. And. Um, then after that, you go on door-to-door evangelism, and then um, you come back, and then you get ready for their short club, which would just be like, or you have challenge, and um, that's from 6 to 7, and then you have, your, you have the prayer meeting from 7 to shortly after 8, and then after that, you have a student prayer meeting as well, so Tuesday is a really, really busy day, and one of our final weeks, um, we were in Birmingham, and we were on door-to-door outreach, and, I was paired up with a girl called Graylin, she's from America, and we were going around the doors knocking, and we got to a door, and um, this uh, old man answered it, and he turned out he was 90 years old, and me and Graylin got into a conversation with him, and Graylin was asking him some questions, and um, he hadn't like, much hope or like, faith in anything, and um, Graylin asked him, um, had anyone ever shared the gospel with him? And um, he's 90 years old, and he just looked at us, and he says, "I don't think so." That is one of the saddest conversations I ever heard. 90 years old, and no one told him that Jesus loved him. No one told him that Jesus died for him. It is one of the saddest conversations I ever had in the doors, and um, it really affected me and Gillian. And 90 years old, and no one ever told him that Jesus died for him, and no one ever told him that Jesus loved him. And after we came from that door, we just just stood outside his house and prayed for a minute or two because it, was, it really was one of the saddest conversations I ever had. And then <clears throat> in our um, final visit to London, we were in, this is John Wesley's chapel we were in, and um, so we thought it would be fitting to sing a John Wesley song, so um, it should play. <laughs> sums up, but it really doesn't because there is so much from August to December. But that was some of the stuff we did at my first term at Crown. And um, what one of the pastors, Pastor Heating, um, he told us just when we were like, we had a farewell service at the Beaches Road Church a couple of Tuesdays ago. And after all, he said to his students, he says, go home, find something that's not being done and do it. And uh, remember like, to work for the Lord and don't fall back into your, like your old way of life before you came to crying. And we, sang, we learned a number of songs when we were doing choir. And um, one of the songs we learned, it was just my favorite, is For All He's Done. And um, I just want to finish by saying verse two of that song. It says, um, There are many things in life that I could praise God for. And if I start it now until I die, there still be many more. But if I can mention only one, I'd have to thank him for his son. Now that's enough to praise the Lord for all he's done. Thank you for listening.
1: Kirstie, that's given us an insight to your first term. You've been busy by by the sounds of it and the looks of it. You've got to visit quite a few places and, and do a lot of things, so that is good. I'm going to open... If I can find it here, <laughs> I want you to continue to pray for Kirsty that the Lord will bless her and as she gets this little break at home that uh, she'll enjoy her time with her family. It's important to go through with God. It's one of my favourite hymns, and that was good advice you were given, Kirsty, to go home and if there's something not being done, go and do it. And don't fall into your old ways again. We can so easily fall into the old ways. But let's do something for the Lord. And we want to sing this hymn. Let's give ourselves afresh to him. Go through with God thy vows to pay. <coughs> thought we couldn't have this man come so far and not say something not bring a greeting uh, from Romania just before he does that it was almost two years ago that we met met this pastor and we've been asked by the mission to visit an area where the gospel is not plentiful and that is in the county of Buzo and there are only about five Baptist churches in that county of 120,000 of a population. Well, I think over 400,000. 400,000, there you go. Yeah. So it was a strange thing because this family had moved, uh, Florentina's family had moved from Mulda down to this area and we thought we would never see them again but Lucci was able to uh, track them down and so we did We did go to visit <laughs> Uh, Florentina's family and that was almost two years ago and uh, we got to meet uh, some of the the local people and local pastors as well, churches that we've visited ever since. And so this was October in 2022 when we were back again with the family and back visiting Uh, then in February 23 of this year when the Reverend Gray came with us and a few others from the church. Jamie, you'll recognize yourself there. And uh, Kaziah and Kyle. And uh, it was snowing. If we had been there a week before, the roads were impassable. But the Lord in his providence had us the week after. And therefore, at least we could get around. And it was just lovely uh, to to be with these folks again. And uh, Robert helping out with the chicken coops which was an important project that we did. Just lovely to go there and and to to meet some of these uh, families and to share the gospel with them, to do some things that were practical. This uh, family, uh, granny and a little granddaughter, who lived in a small room, but they had no heat, and we were able to get the, the stove installed. Going out into the mountains. We had opportunity to witness to the people there and to visit some of the... Uh, projects that we've been involved in. Uh, Bebe, you have met Pastor Bebe, and you remember these projects that we started this year, and the putting up of the fence, the handing over of the van, and then our VBS team was out in July, and we conducted meetings with the children, did activities with them in various places, and then just very very recently in November. We went to visit Mulda Manoa. And I know Florentina will recognize some of these people for, although they're 400 miles from her, uh, these were the extended family. And there was always a story to tell. And then we had opportunity with the pastor to visit the Deborah House girls and to sing with them. But there is a story. And it's the story of Florentina. And this goes back... I think the earliest picture that we had of her was about six years ago. I'm not sure there was anything prior to that. But Florentina H. we we'll just bring her up. She just dressed the way that she came. In fact, this is the way that she came. And uh, I'm sure she's very tired after travelling. But this, this is your story. She's a 13-year-old girl, originally from Mulda, Manoa. And now she's living in Maxeno. Maxino. <clears throat> the pastor will give you the proper uh, tra- uh, pronunciation of the village. Maxino. So you recognize yourself, Florentina, many, many years ago uh, when we did in Moldovan Manoa, VBS with the children. And uh, you remember Andrew, Andrew's here tonight. That's a few years ago. And then we, we visited in November, Robert Macaulay came with me on that occasion, and it was cold. I think the temperature was about four or five degrees, and Florentina, she, she just wanted to dress up for the visitors, and she had this beautiful, she had this beautiful dress, and she doesn't understand the word I'm saying, but um, anyhow, the pictures tell for themselves, and we got your shoes. Do you remember the red shoes? Yeah, I think so, and many of the other children benefited. And uh, whenever Jonathan and I went in February 2019, you were very sick, because <laughs> hepatitis had come to the colony, and uh, they, they really weren't feeling fairly well. I remember Stefan? okay. <laughs> May 2019, didn't know that we were coming, she just came running down the road to greet us, uh, just some pictures of the family remember getting the bicycle it was her birthday birthday. and what a birthday treat these were bicycles that were sent out in the container and this is July 2019 so it's all pre-covid and uh, singing with the children and out doing activities outside as well and this is a place where we ate it's called park place very appropriately it's a pizza hut and you got your hair done remember Briggy did your hair and uh, she was looking really really beautiful uh, so just some of the memories Florentina of places we've been your home where you used to live in Mulder Manoa
4: no.
1: and this now is in Maxeno we brought some clothes out on that occasion brought them to the local supermarket just to get some provisions and this was the first time after COVID that we were able to visit. And Aaron was with us and Jonathan was there and uh, myself, the extended family. And then with Pastor Bebby, this is May 2023 when Pastor Bebby came and Stephen was there. And the pastor, of course, helping with the translation work. And there's one picture in their home. And that's the one picture they have on their wall. So these are just precious memories, spending time with the families. And uh, then in July 23, 2023, we thought we'd lost her. And uh, there was a wee bit of research done and a bit of searching as well, and we find her. And this was the reunion moment. And we had a couple of days together, which was lovely, and in the church as well. Some folks that got to know her, Graziella, of course, and uh, Keziah and Rebecca and Naomi <clears throat> uh, but this, this was always going to be Mama her second mother so it's lovely to have you Florentina I know she's just flown yes. in this evening and we're going to ask the pastor to come and, and just speak to us alright, just give her a wee welcome that she's here <laughs>
5: David just asked me to say hello, so I did. (laughs) Am I done? (laughs) Well, um, it is good to be here in person. I have been here many times, uh, probably there on the wall, I assume, just uh, watching online uh, your services, but it is a great privilege to be able to greet you and to know you um, in person. So please, please receive greetings um, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ from Maranatha Baptist Church in Cumpina Romania. Um, I'm not into labels, but knowing that I come from a Baptist church, you'll understand why I don't wear a tie now, so um, please excuse my outfit as um, we've been traveling today, and I will be traveling back home tomorrow, So, but it is good to be here tonight. Well, Reverend Park, he shared uh, the story how we got to know. And we are thankful to God for having such wonderful wonderful people as you are. And we are thankful to you for everything that you have done for Romania. And especially for the area we are living in. Now, I know that most of the visits have been to Timisoara which is Western Romania. Western part of Romania um, is a little bit different when it comes to knowing the gospel. People, they have been exposed more than the ones in the south. And maybe those who have visited both Western and South of Romania can tell the difference. (laughs) Although we are a small church, um, just about 50 members, We believe that it is not our strength or the size of the flock that um, gives the victory, but it is the power of God who works through us. And um, we feel about uh, the county of Buzo somehow as being our Samaria, You know, when the Lord Jesus says in Acts chapter 1 that we will be his witnesses in Jerusalem and then in Judea and then in Samaria. There are people who are, um, you know, put aside by society. But we believe that they're all souls that Jesus Christ died for. So we are honored to be able to partner with you in the ministry in in Buzo. Uh, you should know that it is past 11 back home. Uh, and when I'm tired, I have a tendency to speak a lot and maybe uh, not have a lot of sense in what I'm speaking. But I, I am doing my best. You know, English it is not my uh, natural language. Yeah. I just wanted to share a verse, but I... I do have, can I use this Bible, please? Yeah, thank you. It is the greeting um, verse, like the motto of our church, which is in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. We are looking forward to an end, and for those who have come to know Jesus Christ, it is a happy end, entering his rest. And we are coming now close to the end of the year as well, um, the celebration of Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, these past days I have been looking and um, reading and studying about the wise men, would you call them, in Matthew 2, traveling from the eastern country to uh, Jerusalem to ask about Jesus. And their trip came to an end when they found Jesus Christ. So our prayer is that in this season of celebration, many people will come to an end of their inquiry, finding Jesus Christ, whether... Is it here in Northern Ireland or in Romania? Um, Doesn't matter the place. Truth is that we all need Jesus. And um, it is what Jesus said in Luke 13, that we're not better ones than the others. Um, Doesn't matter the color of our skin. It doesn't matter our social background. Um, Doesn't matter what education we have. So... We all need to repent. We all need Jesus. Thank you again for being involved um, in the ministry in Romania for everything that uh, you have done. And uh, may God bless you all. May you all have a blessed Christmas and a happy new year. Thank you. Thank
1: you for saying hello. And everything else that followed, appreciate that. We continue to pray uh, for the sick of the church, <coughs> and as we come shortly to our time of prayer, we want to remember these folks before the Lord and uh, have something more to say uh, about those that are in hospital. We want to remember Youth Challenge. It stopped now until the new year, but this was on Tuesday night last. And uh, we had a wonderful time on the Friday with the children that came in from the schools. We want to pray for that ministry. And remember, there's one more date, the 21st of December, because the local model school are bringing all their children for a final assembly. We continue to pray for countries at war, Israel and the land of Ukraine. So these are things we'll remember now as we pray and for now, we say good night to those that are listening in on the internet, and we trust that the Lord will be with you.